We are live. Live, 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 live. Canna to the Brewers. No way. Yep. Oh, snap. Taj Bradley optioned. Really? <laughs> yes. Giants acquire AJ Pollock. Really? Wow. Wow. All right. It's starting to crack off. That's a little trade deadline preview for y'all. <laughs> Hi there, and welcome to Oaktown Boys, um, season three, episode twenty-one. How's it going for you? It's going. It's uh, feels like it's been a long week with nothing going on. The A's are on their third off day in the past seven days, which is not that cool. Or eight days. Um, uh, yeah, more baseball. Always preferred. Yeah, um, and we had in the meantime, we've had some ups, uh, we've had some downs. And we've had some kind of exciting stuff happen. Honestly, it was, I'll take it. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't a terrible week. So, um. No, the Giants series was not the outcome we were looking for, but it was fun. It was, um, the reverse boycott in San Francisco seemed to go about as well as anyone could have hoped. Absolutely. The Unite the Bay effort was, was real. It, it was united. And we are appreciative <laughs> yeah. to our Giants, to our Giants Anyone who might be a Giants fan who's totally. listening to this, that'd be crazy if there were. But hi, guys. It would be. <laughs> hi guys. Thank you. But welcome. Thank you. It was great to see, yeah, the people working, passing out um, whatever they're passing out, posters to the yeah. entrance. Yeah. Employees of the Giants were willing to help hand out Unite the Bay postcards, posters, and uh, maybe we we're even wearing cell shirts. Uh, we got some tweets going out that day from like san francisco bart yep. uh, big league chew to name a few <laughs> and i think also the the giants maybe yeah the san i think the giants, giants also so, all I supporting mean, all my homies all my homies want john fisher to sell the team absolutely um that's gonna be our first t-shirt so uh you know we ain't dead yet we ain't dead yet and that everyone that I run into and ask me about this. You know, they keep asking me, and it's just like I, I, nobody knows. It's yeah. not over yet. I went and visited. I went and visited my friends Mark and Bianca up in Twain Heart this weekend, and they were like already like, "I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's such a bummer. You know, like it's it sucks." Um, and uh, it was like, "Yeah, but I mean, it's not. We're not done yet. It could turn out to be such a fun story, and we're not done like, yet. Could be a great Disney movie one day." Um, so. Again, didn't appreciate them beating us in both games. Um, appreciated everything else. Very, very, very hospitable. That's right. They are our neighbors. And if we do stay, then, you know, some stuff that happened possibly in the past between the two franchises may just be forgotten. You know? All I really want is to play them in the World Series again. And That's to true. sweep them again. And if we leave, then it doesn't really mean as much. You know? No. So. No. Really, um, not much to speak of from the two games. They no. lost two to one in the first game. And the two to one game was more exciting because it was closer, you know. And it but it was the boycott yeah, day. Yes. Um, and then they lost eight to three in the second game. Yeah. Uh, some kind of subpar appearances by Freddie Tarnock, Hogan Harris, Sammy Long. Yeah, Sam Long. Seems like he might be losing it a little bit, but maybe not. Tony Kemp keeps playing solid ball. He had a three hit game. 
with a stolen base in that second game. We knew Tony Kemp was going to come out of it at some point, and, and he is fully out of it. And J.J. Bladé keeps making his presence felt. He, he does indeed. The kid has got some pop, you know. Yep. He's got a good eye, and he hits the ball hard when he hits it. And that's, uh, that's a big part of hitting in baseball, both of those things. So I'm happy for him. And I think it, I think it's one of those things where he's his recent stretch, he's he's sticking probably. You know, I mean, I don't I don't really see foresee him. He so. could probably go maybe go for like oh for ten. You know, like kind of a rough stretch, and he's not going to get sent down. You know, I mean, I think he's I think he's done enough in the last maybe three weeks to deserve a spot in lineup basically every day. Maybe not against lefties, but against righties, he should be playing every day. Um, and then the Rocky series was way better. Yeah, the series in Denver was freaking awesome we took full advantage of course field i would say in a lot of different ways some of those balls it just plays differently you know and they were hitting the ball well you know and it's a good place if you're hitting the ball well you're going to get good results and we did most of the games it was a good jp sears day in game one he went five and only allowed one run struck out five walked one being a solo shot for that one the a's offense got 14 hits uh, t- one, two players shy of an Ezga. Mm. They uh, had multi-hit performances from Kemp and Rooker, Diaz, Jordan Diaz, Laureano, Langliers, and Nick Allen. Pretty sweet day. Had home runs by Geloff and Laureano, triple and a double by Langliers. Kemp had two doubles. Allen had a triple. Got to be his first big league triple. Langlier's has three triples. That's interesting. I am, I you know, it's it's interesting because it, this is the cores, you know, it's a series in cores, so you have to take it with a grain of salt a little bit. But man, if Shea Langlier's gets going, it's gonna be a lot more watchable baseball than we yeah. already have. Which is the baseball we have right now is a lot more watchable than the baseball at the beginning of the year. And if a couple of these people, if Nick Allen keeps, if Nick Allen can keep it going, if Shea Langlier's can keep it going, then we're gonna be scoring more runs. You know. Um. And the pitching staff has actually been pretty decent for the second half so far. It's been considerably better. Not that that's any sort of compliment based on what happened in the first half, but it's true. And they have actually been, I mean, there have been, you know, I would say it feels like at least maybe three out of every five performances are at least acceptable or better. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe even more than that. That's a good way to put it. You know? So that was game one, eight to five win. Game two... 11 3 win. Arguably the most fun game of the season. We've maybe said that a handful of times, and yeah, that it's only happened about five times max. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Zach Geloff hit a bomb. Um, Brent Rooker had two hits, also hit a homer, walked twice. Brent Rooker's was a mega bomb. Brent Rooker, the power is not an issue with him, you know consistency may be an issue with him but power is not um geloff had two stolen bases yes uh seth brown had three hits knocked in two runs um you know paul blackburn was good six innings two earned seven k's no walks bullpen was fine did the job Felipe with that ERA down to two. Yeah, Felipe's starting to be more of an intriguing piece than originally expected. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? Taylor Scott? Mm-hmm. Taylor Scott gave up a home run to Randall Gritchick, but other than that, 
there wasn't that much going on for the Rockies. They sh- shut them down pretty effectively. Um, and you know, the thing about cores is like both teams got to play there. So, you know, I mean, like they could have scored a bunch of runs too, but they didn't. Polly B pitched very well, struck mm-hmm. out seven over six back to back wins by a starters in that series. Incredible. This all, uh, came off. Well, much, much of it came off of Chris Flexen, who's now pitching for the Ro- Rockies and not doing so hot, which is crazy. Cause he was great for the Mariners against the A's six walks in three and two thirds. That is not, that's some early A's starter type of stuff. Totally. Um, so yeah, great win and a series win, which we will take anytime we can get them. Yeah. And they only lost the series in game three, in my opinion, because of Ryan McMahon, the dude made every play virtually that was hit in his direction. He had a couple of RBIs, nice double, he was um, their best player that day for sure. And nobody else really had much. That you know, nope. that's that's what was tough. The A's only got six hits. I'm, I'm sorry, five hits. Um, no runs. Had an error. Luis Medina looked great again. He did. Didn't walk and... anybody. Struck out six over five and a third. So that was a mega bright spot. I was streaming him in fantasy, and I would have lost by a lot more if not for him. And yeah, we'll talk about him a little bit. I guess we're talking about him right now. He's been awesome. He's a uh, debatably fantasy fantasy viable. These he's days. been awesome. He's been uh, he's been so much better than advertised. Um, I would say overall, and especially recently. You know, I mean, this was what you're seeing from him. I mean, I'm looking at the game log from his last five starts, right in front of me. Um, what you're seeing from him, four out of these five starts is what you what people told us we might get from him one day well it's happening you know like he's every at least up to this point and what is it, like 75 and two-thirds innings like that's you know we but it's been kind of a slow year you got to get excited when you can um he looks locked in you know like all of the the control problems that were that supposedly like completely plagued him I mean, he's just not walking that many people. You know, he had, he he had a he had a start against the White Sox where he walked five, um, but he got through five innings and he gave up one run. So ideally, yeah, you don't have any games where you walk five people. But he's getting himself out of trouble most of the time, which is like that's a kind of advanced pitching move. You know, like you don't want to get yourself into trouble, obviously ever, but it's going to happen sometimes, and you got to be crafty enough to get yourself out of trouble. And he seems to be doing that, like learning how to do that on the fly. Or he already knew how to do it, and we just didn't give him any credit for it. Um, but yeah, he's been great. He's, he's been, been great. awesome. He totally kind of sucked prior to the start of the second half. For instance, in June, he walked 21, struck out 25. Uh, in July, he has walked 5 and struck out 27. He's He took his strikeout-to-walk ratio a month over month from 1.1 to 5.4. He's really crushing it this month. And um, really not much of a difference. Righties and lefties on him. Kind of makes me think that he just needed a little confidence boost. See that he could really do it here at the big league level. And then maybe at that point he could just let go and just attack the zone. You know, not not worry so much about nibbling. Yeah, and I think that is, that might that might be like most of what it is. You know, I mean, like if you and I think, you know, you you hear pitchers say that occasionally. I mean, pitchers with like really good stuff. But it is like at a certain point you like just throw your fastball, just like move it around. But like, you know, until they hit your fastball, keep throwing it. And he's, you know, I mean, he's 
throwing other stuff too. But he's he's electric. Slider too. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, twenty three, about to turn twenty four in a week. Almost happy birthday, Luis Medina. Um, But um, yeah, it's good to see him. Good to see him pitch well. Um, What else we got here? Moments of. Our week. Oh, that's my moment of the week. That is Dan's Luis moment. Medina. Luis Medina. Specifically the last start. He didn't get the win, but he was amazing. Didn't walk anyone. Struck out six. Um, I'm hoping, you know, like the longevity will come with time as it tends to with people, you know? I mean, it would be um, really the only thing I could ask of him more at this point is like maybe more six inning, seven inning starts. But he, he's a rookie. He's a young guy. I feel like they're also pulling him earlier than they would pull someone who'd been pitching for three years or whatever. Um, yeah. so he's been every, he's been more than I ever would have hoped for, especially after he really did not hit the ground running, you know, looked like it could be rough there for a second. And they've only really recently let him go as a full on starting pitcher. They did a lot of that, uh, yeah, yeah, they did. And and strangely enough to the point earlier where I was talking about four out of his five games looking good. The only game he didn't look good was the game he didn't start. Yeah. So, mess with you. you know, every time he's started in his, every time he's started the game in his last five starts, he's been great. My moment is Zach Geloff homering twice in Denver. The dude is we legit. Love Zach Geloff. The dude is legit. There was a tweet that went out um, just two days ago on the 29th. Since Zach Geloff made his debut on July 14th, only three players in MLB have at least three home runs, five steals, and a 540 slugging. They are Zach Geloff, Corbin Carroll, and Ronald Acuna Jr. So he's basically the best player in baseball right now. He's amazing. He definitely has some splits going on. He's performing much better against righties than lefties. Right. Which is, I, that always, those like reverse splits always confuse me a little bit. You know, like this is mega small sample size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, Mark Cannon would do that sometimes too. Yeah, like he would, he would be absolutely hopeless against lefties and like absolute like Babe Ruth against righties. It's like, dude, I, this this part goes against me, this flies in the face of convention. But yeah, like, part it's of happening. Me feels like it's good because other teams don't expect it a little bit. You know, messes, <laughs> messes with the usual routine. Um, but yeah, he's he has been, um, he's another he's a, kind of another rookie. Like I, I think our farm system in general was a little bit undervalued. Because some of these guys are better than we were told they were going to be. Yeah, they hype some people up and then don't pay much attention to others. To be fair, I think we've had a feeling that Zach Galloff was going to be pretty good for at least maybe a year and a half, if not more. Um, but, you know, like I was skeptical about some of these guys. And they've looked like I was, I think, maybe even on this podcast, like not super excited about J.P. Sears. And like Rongo, like he's been great. Gone back and forth on him. Um, and man, I you know Hogan Harris, Hogan Harris has been fine. You know, I mean, I I guess these these guys are also getting a much longer leash than they would be getting with like any other team. You know, mm-hmm. so like maybe they're getting a little bit more of a chance to figure it out, which is kind of what you want to use this here for. Um, yeah, Zach Galoff, Zach Galoff has been awesome. Loving the steals, especially, and just the baseball IQ. He's made a couple. He looks good in the field. He's made a couple base running plays that, like, if he didn't do what he did, if he didn't hustle so hard, he never would have scored. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, and, I mean, that's interesting. It's the further, like, analytics go, the more you can, like, analyze these, like, different ways that people impact the game. 
But I think it all supports kind of the eye test. You know, like he looks like a good ball player. He's in the right spot. He's pretty good on defense. He's hits the ball hard. He is good at bats. So, yeah. Soderstrom doesn't quite look the same yet, but uh, if you look at just his last seven days right now, he's heating up. He's up to a 400 batting average, 455 on base over the last seven days. Uh, it's only three games and 10 plate appearance or 10 uh, at bats we're talking about, but he's got four hits. It's on a little streak there with the hit streak. So things are looking up. It, it started out pretty bad, and he's starting to heat things up a little bit. But also, he does this. He does this. Yeah, I think he's done this every season in the minors. You know, he's had like three weeks where we've been like, "Is this guy good?" He's got to adjust. And then he homers. He hits like twenty homers in two weeks, and you're like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> you know, like he's not that many, but you know. Um, speaking, but of, I think he'll be fine. Speaking of ace studs on the rise, checking in on Lawrence Butler in Triple A, over fifteen games. 771 OPS. So not setting the world on fire, but he's holding his own. He's got three home runs, six steals. So he's doing stuff. I think... We you, may not I don't know him. if you call everyone up. No, we may not you see know? him in the um, this year. But we how could. old is he? We could. 23. Okay. I Maybe September? Maybe. Um, But I don't know if you start burning everyone's service time this year you know i mean we got a good we got a good handful of dudes to we're taking a look at right now you know um and i'm honestly i'm a little bit i'm not i don't disagree with it but i'm a little bit surprised that they are letting sodastrom ride as much as they're letting sodastrom ride i've been surprised as well um and i agree with it he doesn't look good he does not look great um but yeah, I think there is gonna for sure be a point when they they're gonna have to be like, okay, yeah, you go back down to AAA. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, he's I think he's what is it like five for his last thirteen, so that's fine. So keep doing that, man. And he's catching also. We got you know we, we 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 definitely have talked about that, but I feel like it's important that we keep talking about that anytime there's conversation about him. Like he's catching. And they say nice things. The pitchers keep saying nice things. Um, um, checking in on Nick Allen a little bit. Something about I don't know what it is, but he just looks better out there to me, hitting wise. He's been hitting the ball hard, and it doesn't really seem like he's getting rewarded for it. In fact, just yesterday in the Rockies game, he struck out with the bases loaded on a pitch that was obviously a ball. Yeah, that was pretty frustrating. He uh, got robbed there, but he's making great plays. A uh, couple of plays up the middle from the Rockies series come to mind. He kind of saved game one where the Rockies were coming back. Yeah. And he had a couple. I think he had a two-hit day that day. Yeah, and he tripled in the first game. Yeah. You know? So he's showing. That, yeah, that's, that's the game we're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah he tripled. He like, tripled. Imagine if he could just hit 220 and be the platinum glover that they've always said he would. And uh, that's, again, as I, as I said with Soderstrom, I think in, in this season, you may just, just let him rock it short for a little bit. Yep. If he sucks for the rest of the year, then we may have to start having the conversation that he might suck at hitting, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, there is, all we need him to be on offense is like, I'll see Escobar. Pretty and, much. Which is kind of, you know, I. Wreak a little havoc out and there. He doesn't, he doesn't see his, his approach isn't like hopeless. He just, I don't think he has any pop. And you need to kind of give him, 
maybe give him a minute to figure out how to hit line drives to the right spot. You know, like I, he's, he can be valuable. Like you said, at 220, like I think even analytics wise valuable. Like I think he can, he can be, he can start racking up some war if he gets himself to like 230, you know, maybe like 30 doubles. Yeah. He just, he's had a 31 OPS plus this year, which is a negative 0.2 war. He has a career 0.8 war. He did some decent work last year, especially defensively. Um, looking at his stat cast outs above average, he's doing okay. He's on par with, um, he's right between Francisco Lindor and Carlos Correa, right above Brandon Crawford, Matt McLean, in terms of shortstops, outs above average. That is uh, well behind Wander Franco, Dansby Swanson, Bobby Witt Jr., Javier Baez atop the leaderboard. But he's got three. They've got like 13 up there at the top. He's not doing bad. That's for sure. He hasn't really been playing that much, so I'm sure he could be doing better, as we have said, if he was playing every day. Just play him. It, and and even give yourself, give it like a like a time period, like the you, rest you, of this you, year, you, or 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 even like Next if you don't year. if you don't want to be that patient, like give him a solid chunk. Be like, yo, you are gonna play every day for the next twenty games. You know, like don't even worry about it. Like you're playing, you're playing shortstop, you're hitting eight every game. For the next twenty games, and just see what happens. Yeah, you we know? should be running the team. Um, In fact, Dan and I have some mock trades. We do. So I will go first here. I'm thinking, Yankees aren't having a great year, but right. you know they're not gonna kick the can down the road. So pretty sure they're gonna try and make a trade to improve their team. They definitely need outfield help. They've got Billy McKinney. Uh, got somebody i forget the name somebody else not great out there running around the jake outfield. bowers or is he playing first i don't know their team is kind of depleted um they also could use some pitching luis severino's pretty much garbage all got of a sudden. shelled <laughs> his last time out was i think it was like seven runs in the first inning right yeah yeah so i'm thinking they could take paul blackburn and ramon laureano and we could come back with, uh, you know, some decently ranked prospects. So they've got this guy named Richard Fitz. He's a double-A right-handed pitcher, ranked um, sixth in the minors last year in walk rate, like that. He can throw 91 to 97. That's a wide range. Not sure why they went with such a wide range, but uh, I like the 97 part of that. 23 <laughs> years old. He's their number eight prospect. So what's what's not to like? Apparently, if when he is walking people, he's very hittable, but that's nothing new. It's kind of how the game works. But yeah, if he's also the sixth best in the minors with walk rate, it doesn't seem like an issue. Um, thinking maybe they can also throw in this guy named Lewis Gill. He's their number 24 prospect. Another right-hand pitcher who throws 100 and doesn't have the best control. He's 25 years old, did make some appearances briefly in 21-22 with the Yankees, didn't pitch very much though, and now he's out with TJ at the moment. So could be a nice little addition, come back through 100, see what happens. I definitely re- I definitely recognize the name. Yep. You know? Yeah, he's done some stuff in the MLB. Um, I got one too while we're talking about it, and it's also Ramon Laureano. Um, but poor Ramon to the angels for, uh, Jorge Ruiz. And I was going to say, and, or, 
uh, Kelvin Kacharis. I'm probably not saying that right. Um, they're number 26 and 27 in the Angels' top 30. Um, I I was saying and or based on you know like I you know not sure how people are valuing Ramon at this <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, but they need outfield help, and he's great on defense, and he when he's when he's clicking on offense, he's a very, very valuable player. Um, so if I'm the A's, I'm asking for both of them, probably. Um, maybe ready to not take both of them, but asking for both of them. Um, Ruiz is a 19-year-old center fielder currently playing left because he's blocked by another guy in the Angels organization playing center at single A. Um, pretty good. St- steals bags pretty well. Um, rates out as a pretty pretty solid defender. Um, does not strike. I think his strikeout percentage was like four percent or something so contact guy not a lot of power That's but cool. he's um he's 19 19 at single a um seems like a pretty good option and then calvin Cacheris is 23 at double a um can hit 99 sits like upper 90s like 95 98 um good to sometimes awesome strikeout rates kind of walks a lot of people um, but so did Luis Medina, apparently. <laughs> These are the types of people I would like to try. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we're selling, yeah, exactly. I think, and he's, and he would, is, is projected to be there 2024. If we ended up trading for him, I wouldn't be that surprised if we saw him this year. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be cool. And I want to get two people for Ramon because I love Ramon, you know, he's worth it. So those would be fun, and I'm looking forward to what trades we may or may not make, and how cool would it be if we could get any of these pieces back? You know? Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, so Dan, here is a random A's look back for you. His time with the A's was brief, but oh so sweet. Came on the Moneyball era A's in O two and O three. He was a pitcher. Went on to play. Well, he played for Montreal and the Yankees prior to the A's. He then went on to play for the Blue Jays and the Cubs and the Dodgers. He was very good over overall. I definitely have a guess. Yep. Ted Lilly? It's Ted Lilly. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. This was in John Boy's uh, B-Ref guess. I, you know what I'm mostly surprised at, like looking at all of this, that he struck out as many people as he did. Because really I kind of felt like he, he I, I felt like he was one of those dudes that was solid, but like crafty, didn't strike a lot of people out. And I mean, he's not like blowing people away, right. but that's way more strikeouts than I thought he was going to have. Um, but you know, 130 wins is a good number. Played you know? on some good teams, had a ERA typically around four or less, and that'll get you a lot of wins. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, they are, yeah, it'll work. You know, a lot of it'll work, especially the era that he was playing in. You know, like yeah. like on the surface, like a 1.1 1. 1 whip in 2002 doesn't blow you away, but it was 2002. Like, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. There were a lot of people in 2002 that were probably doing stuff that they were not supposed to do. And it was making them a little bit better at hitting than they would have been otherwise. So, Balco. <laughs> it's funny. What is that? Man, three one four ERA second of last year. Man, he was still dealing, kind of, huh? Very solid, very solid player. Yeah, Love that he was an A. Yeah, 
he pitched from 1999 to 2013. Impressive stuff. And was that three different decades? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So my coolest thing in MLB this week was Shohei, of course. He oh, threw yeah. a complete game shutout in game one of a doubleheader and then went on to hit two home runs in the second game of the doubleheader. Just, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, I saw that Dallas Braden tweeted, like, it has to be worth two war. You know, it has to be worth has two to war. Be. Um, and someone responded to him and was like, that's not how it works because it's Twitter, you know. Um, but he just won them two games. But I think, I, I will say, I don't think it's exact. I don't think it's two war. But I would be very interested I'm to sure see. I'm sure damn near one or I more. would be very interested to see if it really is like 0.7. Yeah. You know, like, like it's definitely, man, I'm, this may be kind of a, I'm just really throwing it out there. That's probably the most valuable baseball day that there's ever been. Yeah, probably. You know, Outside. like, I don't know. Did Babe Ruth ever shut anyone out and hit two home runs in the same day? Like, I don't think so. Don't think so. Babe Ruth, I'm going to go ahead and say this pretty unequivocally, and I don't really care what anyone thinks. Shohei Otani's a better pitcher than Babe Ruth was. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Like I think the the hitting thing is I I the I did see a crazy thing. I'm not 100 percent sure about what Shohei Otani's slugging percentage this year is still below Babe Ruth's slugging percentage for his career. Yeah, it's wild that it's even. Um, so it's like, thing. and it's like it's easy. I think it's easy to be like, yeah, he's better at pitching and he's better at hitting than him. It's like, whoa, whoa. I'm not. I don't think we can very easily say that he's a better hitter than Babe Ruth was. He's reaching quite yet. some of the loftier heights Babe Ruth he's, ever did. He's such a better pitcher that overall he's a much better player. Definitely. But I think Babe Ruth damn near close to the level yeah, hitter. But it's but it also I these are the crazy things about when you look at Babe Ruth's like B ref page, you're like, damn. Like <laughs> like I I sleep game. on this guy sometimes. You know, like I he was he was really good. And, every, you know, I feel like the one of the criticisms is, like, he was playing against bozos, you know? But it's like, well, then he should have also been a bozo. You know? Like, why was he so good? If everybody sucked, then why was he amazing? And it is, man, some of, like, the, the slugging in the mid-eights is intense. Bonkers. And, yeah, so his yeah, slugging percentage for his career is, what, 690? No. 690? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Shohei's is like 686 for the season. So it's like, that's pretty wild. Like, you know, Babe Ruth was still crushing it harder than Shohei is crushing it right now. Because <laughs> I think, and I think the thing with Shohei is, and it's like, it's not, I don't even think, I wouldn't even call it a, a hole that you're poking in his game, but like the batting average. Like, he's not going to be a 330 career hitter. He's going to be like a, probably 270 career hitter you know and that's you know it brings all the brings it all down you know it does bring it all down yep it's nuts he's what if Shohei sets the new AL home run record that'd be so crazy he's up to 39 with seven dude he's leading in triples and homers and walks and walks and OBP and slugging Damn, 187 OPS plus. That's no joke. Babe Ruth's career OPS plus 206. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the it is a little bit silly to look at the pitching numbers because it's like, why do we even talk about Babe Ruth pitching? Really? Now that we have Shohei. Yeah. Like, let's not talk about it anymore. 
Well, just real quickly. I mean, he was good. He did lead the league in ERA plus one year. I mean, but I'm saying, but this is a much more of a kind of flash in the pan type of thing. Like Absolutely. he, you know, like he was, and also, you know, they're throwing a thousand in it. You know, I mean, it was just like I, and also he was clearly just one of the most dominant athletes of the time. Like he could probably do everything. He, he probably could have played in the NBA. Yeah, you know, like Aaron Judge could do this. If the, NBA, with the NBA was the NBA. The NBA part wasn't around, huh? No. Um. <laughs> Basketballs had never been invented yet, and um, it's man, baseball's funny because like the Angels still don't win that much. You know, like the Yankees had Babe Ruth, and they were beating the snot out of everyone. <laughs> and you know, they're just not. When was it? Oh, it, oh, wait, eighteen ninety one, maybe. What? When was the like? When was the NBA established? Though? Yeah, 1949. 1949. Yeah. So, Babe Ruth couldn't have played in the NBA because it wasn't around. <laughs> That's right. But I'm sure he was an exceptional – he would have been an exceptional basketball player had it existed. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, – he's he's a real doozy. Um, mine, speaking of real doozies, um, Ellie De La Cruz going four for five with a homer. He, uh, he is something else. And uh, – he just keeps doing it. You know, I think he's going through normal uh, young, young player struggles where he'll have three games where he goes like 0 for 12 with eight strikeouts. But, you know, I mean, then he bounces back and hits the snot out of the ball for like a week straight. Just like three balls yeah. in one game. Um, so, Ellie De La Cruz. Stud. Stud. Um, De- definitely not a flash in the pan. No, definitely not. Despite Probably that. could pitch. Despite what some crazy people might say. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> All right, our fantasy face-off. This was a pretty good one. I went with Josh Jung for 45.2 and Blake Snell, who's maybe the best pitcher on the planet right now, for 65.5, 110.7. Dan, you had Lindor for 86.5 and Alcantara. Only one start for Sandy. Shut out, forty-five complete game, right? I don't think I it was a shutout, was. but I think it was a complete game. Forty-five point two, and yeah. he had a one thirty-one point seven total. Smashed me. Quite a matchup. I think definitely the highest scoring that we both Great. have done in the same week. Great matchup, you know. Um, and man, I am just sleeping on Josh Jung. That guy is having a good year. I did not. I don't think I knew that Francisco Lindor had that good of a stretch of time, but good for him. Yeah, it's a good pick. I'm gonna go with Pete Alonso and Justin Verlander next. Um, couple Mets. Yes. Man, Verlander is <sighs> a lot of reasons that I don't like the guy. But he is a really good pitcher. He's <laughs> pitching. <laughs> you know? Like, I just, I hate to admit it, but he is. Um, and I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro and Charlie Morton. Damn, Charlie Martin. He just keeps going, too. It's true. He's there, you know. They probably could have gone to high school together. Took the same steroids back in the day. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up? What do we have coming up? We have the end of the month. We're on oh, to oh and we're also starting to keep track of the fantasy matchups. Starting now. So, that's uh, one nothing me. Dan's winning. We got the Dodgers going oh to L.A. Uh, starting tomorrow, Tuesday, three games set, seven o'clock games. 
And then the Giants again this weekend for two, and then the Rangers for three, followed by the Nationals and Cardinals. It'll be an interesting stretch. <laughs> the A's are playing better, but there's almost no hope of beating the Dodgers in a series. Uh, it'd be nice to win a couple against the Giants, and I, I'll leave it at that. Um, Let's hope that we can go three and two somehow. Yeah, yeah, and then man, we got the Rangers after the Giants, and the Rangers are the Rangers are great. And the Rangers They're now probably have gonna Max, throw Max Scherzer, Scherzer at our freaking yeah. face. Um, so that's gonna be fun. But yeah, we don't need to talk about that right now. So next time. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, pretty good week. Some cool stuff. Um, and I think that's kind of all that we have for right now. And until next time. Go A's. Go A's. Bye-bye.